Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is on the air. Never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is a call to arms for those American patriots who, in the tradition of our founding fathers, will stand up now to defend the Constitution and the liberties that it guarantees to each citizen, to each of us. That is our mission, to explain in a clear and concise manner the direct effect of each issue on the individual, on you personally not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin. Welcome to Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. This is Dr. Dan. Freedom Forum Radio is for you, faithful listeners. No matter who you voted for or what political party you belong to, Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is not about politics. It's about principle. It's not about candidates. It's about conscience and the Constitution. Like the name implies, this is a program about freedom, individual freedom, your freedom, where it comes from, what it means to you, and most importantly, how to hang on to it. One of the most important lessons parents can teach their children is the natural consequences of their actions. If you do A, the most likely result is B. Children armed with this knowledge are more likely to make life decisions that lead to successful and positive outcomes. In addition, with maturity should come the understanding that not every choice leads to success and that one must be willing to accept the responsibility for failure as well as victory. How incredible it would be if nations and peoples could learn these same lessons. Imagine the progress mankind could achieve if we stopped using the same erroneous facts, flawed logic, and an ignorance and denial of historical truth to expect different results from similar actions. In past centuries, history has been written by the victors who routinely eradicated any evidence of the accomplishments and culture of the vanquished. Although the 20th century was dubbed the information age by many, and in spite of the First Amendment, facts, figures, and news available to the general public from limited, limited sources was still modified by the media to fit an approved agenda. Unfortunately, the same travesty occurs today, but there is one notable exception to the old rule. A proliferation of personal digital devices makes every person a news anchor and every cell phone a television broadcast station. In spite of vigorous attempts by those in power to limit access to the truth and to manipulate the uninformed mind, unedited, unbiased video from a non-professional observer and a trail of emails have the power to undo the agenda-driven lies of governments and villains. 
Seeing truly is often believing. Remember the impact on our collective consciousness created by the Zapruder film of the Kennedy assassination. It was an eyewitness account that was unimpeachable. In the past 100 years, in spite of living in the age of cultural enlightenment, human beings have experienced too many cycles of intolerance, hatred, and evil. We pat ourselves on the back for achieving a higher plane of human endeavor while ignoring the actions of tyrants with a greed for wealth and a lust for power by which they justify their continuing oppression of individual freedom and the sovereign man. What breakdown of morality allowed Adolf Hitler and his Nazi followers to turn Germany, the icon of European culture, into a prime example of genocide, butchery, and tyranny? Are there parallels in German history to events in our own nation today, events that we should learn from, events that will teach us an important lesson. My guest today on Freedom Forum Radio is Dr. Adi Christ. Dr. Christ, an author and minister, speaks on history and events leading up to World War II and how the citizens of Germany were manipulated by their government. Consider this. Tolstoy said, history would be great if it were true. And, of course, Santayana said, those who don't learn history are doomed to repeat it. Dr. Christ has followed her parents' and grandparents' example for standing up for her convictions, getting involved in making a difference in her new country, America. By sharing her family experiences, she hopes to encourage Americans to preserve a free country for our children and grandchildren. When Dr. Christ arrived in America, she left behind a war-torn, bombed-out, and horrified Germany. The city still bore the evidence of World War II, which had raged on for so many terrifying years. The Allied forces, through their relentless bombing of cities, railroad bridges, and even homes, and the ensuing fires brought Hitler's horrendous and disastrous regime to an end. Poverty, hunger, displaced people by the millions fleeing, fleeing from Eastern European countries ahead of the advancing, cruel Russian army made the reality of war even worse. By government orders, German residents were forced to rent rooms in their homes to strangers and share kitchens and bathrooms with them also. All the commodities that are necessary for life could only be had by rationing stamps. As Dr. Christ's love for her new homeland, America, grew and her patriotism grew, she became concerned about two things. First, it came to her attention that high school students in California could opt out of history classes. And secondly, she was appalled by the lack of participation, complacency, and even apathy of American voters when it came to being involved in the political and election process. Over the years, her concern for the downward slide of America and her citizens have brought ridicule, strong opposition, unbelief, bullying, and even accusations of being a communist. And undeterred by such negative responses, 
Dr. Chris has followed her parents' and grandparents' example for standing up for her convictions, making a difference when obstacles arise, and encouraging others to investigate, become involved, and make a difference. Dr. Christ has earned numerous degrees, a Ph.D. in theology, Master of Arts in Pastoral Counseling for NC State University. She has studied criminology, American literature, Christian education and Bible studies at Lee University, Old and New Testament studies from the Christian ministry. She is truly a wonderfully educated, compassionate, and knowledgeable person. And it was with great pride that I welcome Dr. Christ to Freedom Forum Radio and Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Thank you for being with us today, Dr. Christ. Well, thank you for letting me participate. Dr. Christ, you have a pretty unique, what I would call a very, very unique perspective on history. You participated in one of the most terrible and horrifying eras in the history of the 20th century and came to America completely different. Can you tell us something just to set the stage? What were the conditions in Germany like between World War I and World War II that led up to the rise of the Nazi Party? Well, the um, problem really started in the 1800s. Uh, and a lot of it was based even then on anti-Semitism. It had been brewing in uh, Europe for a long time. And um, that in World War I, uh, things you know, really got bad, and, and um, uh, the hunger and uh, the lack of uh, amenities and so on that people did not have was all blamed on the Jews. And so that uh, really was part of, you know, World War One, and it and it festered, and it was um, used by the governments, by uh, the king, and so on, to just uh, enrich themselves, to turn people against each other, to um, you know, just blame their faults on the Jews, and it was just it was rampant, and uh, we see that. Uh, you know, here, it's not my fault, it's their fault. You know, they're causing this and they're causing that. And actually, it goes back further because um, Satan is interested in uh, doing away with the Jews. He has been, you know, forever, ever since he uh, uh, killed the, uh, the babies after he learned that there was a new king coming. So his hand is in it because what you saw then you see now here in America, what you saw in the World War One and World, between World War Two, And it gave rise to people uh, like Hitler. And, and their books have been, been written on it. And it is hard to narrow it down to just one person because even the churches uh, were involved in it, even in the you know, 1800s. And some of them, just like now, they, uh, what I call, do double talk. You know, there are pastors that that were um, involved in the faith, what they call the faith movement, that wanted to preach the Bible only. But then during the week, they would go out and they would stir up anti-Semitism feelings and, you know, really get involved in that, start even parties and cause problems in the government by um, 
pulling groups unto themselves that were even then promoting the Germanic and the pure uh, breeds and, uh, and, uh, of people and so on, and that the Jews were not involved in that, and that they were not to be taken full. And it just kept on going, and really it, um, it was a time of upheaval during that time because uh, that that idea just kept on simmering and was used by a great number of people to set the stage uh, for later on for Hitler to blossom. We have to take a quick commercial break here on Freedom Forum Radio. More with Dr. Audie Christ right after this. You know, it's interesting. The, the history of the Jews in the Europe, uh, Eastern and Western Europe area, uh, after the destruction of the Second Temple, is really one of of anti-Semitism, of of persecution. Two thousand years of persecution. Uh, there was, of course, the blood libel, where where they they were. It was it was told that the Jews killed a young Christian boy to take his blood to make the matzah they used on, on Passover. And so the history of, of anti-Semitism really is a 2,000-year history of persecution. I know that you know that because you're so well-versed in history. Uh, so, and, and that's very important. And it's interesting that you mention that it, its origin is satanic. Well, it's satanic, but at the same time, it also um, goes back to the words that of God that He says, "I will, you know, you uh, strew you all over the world, and you will not be liked by any country. They will always dislike you." That's you know, paraphrasing it, but that's what it is, and it just. Um, you know, if, if people find out a certain person is a Jew immediately, something rises up in them that just, you know, that is satanic, that is against them, you know. And so it's just, and to say that it was, you know, all over Europe and including Russia even way, you know, before the modern area, uh, era of the of World War One and so on, the, even the governments that didn't like each other had agreements that affected that would affect eventually the Jews. It wasn't found out until much later that you know that was so. It was there was an you know agreement before World War Two, I believe it was, between Russia and Germany that if certain things would happen, this is what they would do, and this is how they would control the Jews. You know, so it is all based on that and the terminology. When you look back, talking about history repeating itself. They use the same terminology now that was used um, before and during World War One and World War Two. I mean, the, the same things, um, words come out of the people in Washington, and and they uh, they have uh, you know read Mein Kampf, and they are using that to to set their policies and follow that in Washington D.C. right now. And I have been telling people, if you want to put a, you know, really be effective, don't be reactive, knowing that they're using Hitler's mind, Trump, and his ideas as a layover for the government in, or overlay for the government in Washington. I said, be proactive. You know, go ahead and see what, what Hitler did next, because that's where they're going next. 
and all of the, the, the catchwords that they have, you know, now, it's still double talk, just like it was back then. They sign agreements to catch people. They sign agreements there with the churches. If you do this and follow what we want, you know, we'll leave you alone. Well, that lasted maybe for a year or so, and then the churches would be trapped, the pastors would be trapped. And uh, organizations were started in, in thinking that they could get around this. And before long, the pastors realized that they had been tricked. And within a year or so, they had lost their freedom, they lost their churches, they had lost everything because they did not, or they believed, you know, what the, the group was, uh, was saying. And the people that did speak up, you know, didn't fare very well with their fellow pastors or within the party that, you know, that was brought in. Um, and after World War One, and when, um, you know, Chamberlain was in, in power and so on, he was an, uh, anti-Semitic. And when they set up the Weimar, you know, uh, Republic, that really gave... Uh, an entrance eventually for Hitler to legally become part of the ruler of Germany. Well, you know. So, you know, it's just, and, and everybody saw that when they had the, the Weimar Agreement, you know, that that would be it. The Jews had uh, a great time of more freedom after that and could do whatever they wanted to, and they um, produced a very, um, or a lot of famous people, you know, that eventually ended up here, and Albert Einstein was one of them, and, you know, several others. But they were allowed to go to school and education then, at higher education, and many of the doctors and lawyers and, and other uh, educated people came out of that era. But at the same time that that happened, it was just like a Venus flytrap. You know, all of a sudden then, it, it, just, it closed, and people were in dire straits and dire needs and fears of their lives, you know, after they had uh, enjoyed this freedom of just being, you know, regular people you and know, being uh, accepted. Well, Dr. Crisp, you know that, that really tyrants need a scapegoat. It is one of the most effective tools that a tyrant has to control a large population. If he can focus a, a, a people's hatred on one group, he has an easier time of controlling the entire country. And that's what we see time and time again in history. In, right. And in this case, in, in Germany, the, and obviously in, in much of Europe and Russia, and Eastern, Eastern Europe and Russia for, for, for hundreds and thousands of years, the Jews were that convenient scapegoat that were right. used not just by Germany, but by any nation in which they were in. Right. Uh, and so... Uh, uh, and, I mean, and it was, uh, you know, again, when you talk about those nations, it sounds like it's huge, like America. You know, the only part that is huge is, was the former Soviet Union, which had, you know, even at present time, it's like 12 time zones. But Europe actually is really, really small, so it doesn't have to go very far to be in another country. That concludes this episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Tune in next week for part two with Dr. Adi Christ. And that concludes another episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Join the battle on our website, www.drdansfreedomforum.com. The right to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual freedom. Call me the mischief. Call me the wind.
Tessie. Call me the Choctaw. Call me original sin. Call me railroad steel. Yeah, everything, everything gonna be all right this morning. 